Welcome to the Fandom Podcast Network special presentation of the Hair Metal Podcast. The Hair Metal Podcast looks back at the thrash, rock, glam, and pop metal bands, music, events, and everything else that heavily influenced the 80s and early 90s hair metal era of music. We are proud to discuss the nostalgia of the 80s hair metal, and we got a special one for you guys today. Welcome to Hair Metal Podcast episode 22. The 1989 hair metal era supergroup band draft. We're going to pick five members of our supergroup, pulling from other bands and other popular artists. And we're also going to be picking a wild card, which I will get into that shortly. But first, with me, my co host of the Hair Metal Podcast, Mr. Mike Simmer. What's up, buddy? Gavin, rock on, man. How you feeling tonight? I'm doing really good. I'm a little nervous about this because I'm so excited. It is it is nerve-wracking. It is I've been thinking about it nonstop and changed my picks over and over again. Uh and and I finally had to just say, okay, this is the one I'm going with. This is the pattern I'm going with. And I could because I would have been up for the last three days trying to figure this out. Yeah, but we've got some guests. You got some fellow metalheads that you brought into uh into this uh this draft here that you're gonna have to compete with as well as I. So uh, let's go ahead and bring one of them in here. Let's start with Dick. Uh, you know this guy, Dick, or uh, how do you know him? <laughs> yeah, we've actually uh, been to a couple of metal shows. We live in the area together. We have a mutual friend together, and we have a mutual love for hair metal. So I thought he'd nice. be perfect because he has a great hair metal mind. And, Dick, you're, uh, you're on mute right now real quick, just so you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Dick, welcome to the Hair Metal Podcast. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here. I'm really curious to see where this is going to go. But first, we still have a couple more guests. Yes, a couple more. Mike, you got another um, uh, metalhead in here. Let's bring in Nez. Hey, guys. Yeah, this is Nez, right. Nez, Nez is my uh, metalhead work friend. Uh, he and I have had, have had lengthy, <laughs> lengthy discussions and all topics hair metal. And yeah, even no. though we disagree on some things, uh, we can always come back to our love of 1980s and early 90s hair metal. I wonder if any of those disagreements are going to uh, come to uh, fruition today. I'm sure they will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This this here is the four members of this hair metal supergroup draft. And we're going to get into that a little bit more. But we can't do this without a commissioner because we are going to be doing this in a draft in a fantasy football style. And we'll explain that in a second. I had to reach out to my best friend and co-founder of the Fandom Podcast Network, fellow music lover, but also football fan, Mr. Kyle Wagner. What's up, buddy? The commissioner is in the house, which means I control the rules, the groupies, and the booze. <laughs> so, but we are ready for drafting. <laughs> That is awesome. Well, guys, like I said, this is the Hair Metal Podcast 1980 Hair Metal Supergroup Draft. Now, before we head out to the Roxy Hollywood Sunset Strip and hit up Gazzari's, maybe the Troubadour, 
uh, Cat House, Whiskey Go Go, get our drinks at Rainbow Bar and Grill and Rock and Roll Denny's. I want to get to, first of all, know a couple of our newbies here. Uh, let's go ahead and start with Nez. Uh, mm. Nez, uh, tell me a little bit about your hair metal fandom. I have to say, uh, being born in 1973, I was at a pretty cool age when it really started to co go down with uh, Quiet Riot, Motley Crue, um, because I have an older brother who's eight years my senior. So that was his high school soundtrack. <laughs> so I heard a lot of that. But the band from that era that blew me away was Twisted Sister. And I got that cassette tape on Christmas Eve of 1984. Or maybe it could have wow. been 85. But the point is, everything changed at that moment. So All right. I love that. I love, I love that story. Absolutely. All right, Dick. Dick, you got a similar story? Tell me about your hair metal fandom. <clears throat> um, well, I'm a little younger than Nez. I was born in 75. And for me, the that era of when MTV started playing hair metal bands and they started to be the thing that was on at, when I got home from school until my parents told me to turn the change the channel. Um, and then going to the mall and buying whatever was on MTV or on the radio, you know, the most obscure bands uh, and if it was on MTV, I, I bought it. I listened to it. And I remember getting um, Van Halen 1984 on tape <laughs> and listening to that with my friends and knowing every word, every note, and then try and then like Rob, like getting the guitar and trying to go from air guitar to real guitar. And it was a <laughs> uh, trajectory up for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Kyle, Kyle, wait, I want to ask you real quick, Kyle. What is your early uh, memory of hair metal music? So uh, I, I was born in 75. I have a sister who's a few years older than me. So I, I was getting a lot of, uh, she was Def Leppard, uh, Bon Jovi, Van Halen. Um, Def Leppard and Van Halen were probably the two that really were the ones that pulled me in. Pulled me in. And then, of course, you know, just her having MTV on constant, constantly and just absorbing all of that. And then, you know, as getting older, being getting a little bit more familiar with music in myself and getting albums and CDs, even living in Alaska. So, you know, I was still getting eight tracks in 1989. So <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, I love those stories for me. Of course, it was quiet, riot, you know, uh, you know, bang your head and all that. Come on, feel the noise that that's what really kind of got me in, into the whole metal thing. So, yeah. Uh, well, I'm really excited about this guys. We've got some, uh, uh, we got some fun stuff to talk about here. Uh, real quick, though, um, on the network, related, of course, here under the umbrella, we have some previous hair metal podcasts that we did. Uh, uh, episode 21, we did Van Halen for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, 1991 album. And we also discussed the upcoming 2024 Sammy Hagar Van Halen tribute tour. Kyle, this was your idea. This was kind of your pet project. This album meant a lot to you. Mike and I on there joined you. That was a good, uh, good discussion. Yeah, I mean, of course, and if we're doing a Van Halen podcast, we also had the discussion, Sammy or D David Lee Roth, and I think we had a very good discussion about that, and just a good discussion about maybe this particular album being the ultimate best music, musician art album for Van Halen, where the, everything just really fully clicked for them across yeah. across the board. And uh, Mike had to convince to me that certain bands that he liked in the previous episode was bands that should have been bigger. And you had to convince me that Night Ranger should have been bigger. And I think he did. 
Yeah, and, and I know uh, Dick and I have talked about it when Dick saw this. He was like, I'm so glad TNT was on that list because I've had many discussions <laughs> with him about, about TNT and how they were robbed of their glory. <laughs> robbed, robbed. I see. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, all right, guys. So um, we also just real quick want to mention to we're teasing the next one. Mike and I are going to be covering the uh, soundtrack for the Rockstar movie that came out in 2001. But we're going to have a little fun with this. We're going to be actually doing a little cross promotion with one of our other podcasts on the Fandom Podcast Network called Couch Potato Theater. That's the one where we that's our movie podcast. We celebrate our favorite movies and we're going to be uh, doing a little crossover. We're going to talk about the soundtrack on the hair metal podcast. We're talking about the movie itself on couch potato theater. So uh, make sure you guys check that out. Cause we're really excited about that. Uh, Mike, am, are, are you, are you excited about that? Cause I can't tell. Yeah, I am. Because uh, as you, as you know, it's uh was filmed or set in Pittsburgh. So that's, oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't filmed there, but it was set in there. <laughs> so it was filmed in Toronto, but we'll get that when we talk about it on the podcast. That's right. Well, let's go ahead and dive into the hair metal podcast, and that is the 89 Hair Metal Super Group Draft. All right, guys, I wanted to share just a few um, suggestions of other people's favorite hair metal super groups. We went to the uh, hair metal podcast. Uh, fandom group uh, here on the Fandom Podcast Network. So if you are listening to this or watching this, we have a, a great Facebook group called the Hair Metal Podcast Fandom Group. And there's some wonderful uh, suggestions. A lot of great people are, that are fans of this. And my friend Eric Wood said, singer David Coverdale, David Coverdale, lead guitar, Nuno Betancourt, rhythm guitar, CC DeVille, bass guitar, Rachel Bolin, percussion, and uh, Tommy Lee, and as his 1989 celebrity, which we're going to get into because that's the wild card pick, he picks Andrew Dice Clay. That's a pretty good band. I'm going to see that. Mm. My friend Vincent said uh, singer Ian Asbury, uh, guitar George Lynch, uh, John Taylor, and he throws out Power Station. Um, he's not hair metal, but uh, he really likes him. Uh, Doug Pinnock of uh, King's X on drums. Um or maybe Matt Sorum, depending. He's kind of stuck in the middle there. And then the wild card is, he says Larry Bird. <laughs> uh, <and laughs> I thought that was pretty good. And we got uh, my friend Shan said, I had to think hard on this. My final choices were singer Sebastian Bach, lead guitar slash rhythm guitar, Zach Wild, bass guitar, Jason Newstead, and drums, Dave Lombardo from Slayer. I thought that was pretty good. My good friend, Johnny Karzai, who has been a guest on this podcast several times, he says, uh, off top of his head, vocals, Tom Kiefer, guitar number one, Vivian Campbell, guitar two, George Lynch, bass, Bobby Dahl, drums, Eric Carr, and his celebrities would be with Pam Anderson and produced by Doc McGee. <laughs> uh, Dion Herb said, and he went kind of a little uh, metal side on this. I like this. Is Eric Adams, uh, Chris Oliva, Kai Hansen, David Elfson, uh, and Mike Portnoy. And my friend Shane went lead singer, Janie Lane, lead guitar, CeCe DeVille, rhythm guitar, Steve Clark, because he is still alive at this time, bass, Billy Sheehan, and drums, Tommy Lee. And uh, we got a couple more here. My friend Paul says lead singer Axel, 
Guitar, Zach Wild. Rhythm, Nuno Betancourt. Uh, bass player, Billy Sheehan. Drummer, Matt Sorum. So there are some suggestions. Any comments on these guys' picks for their supergroups? Anybody? There were some non-metal guys in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was. But, you know, they're having fun with it. So we'll get a little bit. Done. Nez, what you got? I wouldn't pay to see that. <laughs> Either of them or what? <laughs> I, I just, that's not, if I walked by and there was a poster in the subway, I'd pass. <laughs> As Nez and I have said many times, if they were in my backyard playing, I would shut the blinds. Okay, I'm getting a little worried about his picks now. <laughs> I would just say some of those are a little too, are a little, they're not as accessible as I would think that this draft wants to be. Okay. Right. Well, yes. This is going to yeah. be interesting. Okay. Having so, CC DeVille, having CC DeVille, as your rhythm guitarist may be problematic. <laughs> Especially in 89. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right, guys. So Mike, we're going to get into the inspiration of this draft, this show. And this was your idea. Tell me what was the inspiration for it? So it's, it's, I got to give some credit to Nez too, because he and I used to be roommates last year in our school and we would have, lengthy discussions about everything and anything hair metal and we would come up with crazy scenarios about would you rather do this or rather see this or rather have this person or rather have that person and i think he was probably the catalyst for this and then just sort of grew from there so right. we, we've had many discussions about would you rather you know we as a matter of fact we just had one this past this past <laughs> week of would you rather be ingve's guitar tech or Gene Simmons's bass tech. So okay. it was a very long conversation. I saw how he uh, handled his guitar tech in Atlanta back in 2018. I'm going to go with him. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nez, uh, you have any comments on the inspiration of this, since you had been obviously talking with Mike about this? No, it, it's, uh, it's kind of what we did during lunch breaks and before work and after work and ridiculous scenarios. And Mike and I and, and Dick, you know, we go to a lot of these shows We and, you know, we talk about what could have been better or what was great and make okay. jokes when Dawkin goes backstage to eat a hoagie for some strange reason. <laughs> okay. You know, it's, okay. So just, just to make sure, first of all, Inez, are you a football fan? I watch the Eagles. Okay. Uh, Dick, are you a football fan? I'm a Giants fan. Okay, so you guys understand the fantasy football aspect of this, obviously, right? So yes, you're, you're all good. Okay, all right. So I'm going to explain explain that a little bit more coming forward here uh, for the listeners that don't understand it, how this is going to work. Uh, but uh, I want to just go on top of what uh, Mike's idea was because I was just like, oh my god, this is a great podcast idea. But I figured we needed to kind of I needed I needed to take the ball and run with it, so to speak. All right. Um, so I wanted to actually base this in reality and I was inspired by one thing and one big event in 1989 in August, I think it was the 12th and 13th of August. There was an event called the Moscow music peace festival. Okay. And it was on a pay-per-view on MTV. Here's a little picture of the actual photo that, uh, or the uh, DVD that I have here, but that is the official Moscow music, uh, poster there. And basically, it is a bunch of hair metal bands of that era that got on a big plane 
flew to Moscow to promote um, no drinking and no drugs. Now, the reason why this happened, we found out later, was that Doc McGee, who um, managed, I think, most of these bands at the time, uh, got in a little trouble with trafficking and doing some cocaine. So he got in trouble, and uh, he was able, with his expensive lawyers, able to work out a deal. Look, why don't I do a charity event to promote don't do drugs, don't do alcohol? So he basically had this huge, all these huge bands show up at this one event in Moscow. And I paid my $29.99 on MTV and I recorded it on VHS, which I still have the original copy. Moscow Music Peace Festival lasted about four hours. It was cut up and kind of put into it wasn't like shown live. Because uh, you could tell the way that they put together, but it was like, you know, four hours long or whatever it was. And I have my original cassette here. So I'm like, well, wait a minute. 89 was an interesting year because, first of all, a lot of these new hair metal bands that are quite popular now, at least their memory and their songs are, were coming out in 89, like Skid Row's debut album and several others. So you have all these new players in the game, yet you still have your legacy players. You have your Aerosmith still doing their thing. You still have ACDC. You have all these guys, and they're all mixing with each other. They're opening up for each other at concerts and stuff like that. So I decided to, let's go ahead and set this in reality in 1989. Let's pretend that we are a super... Um, organizer a super doc mcgee type of thing and we are allowed for a temporary run to pull these famous musicians out of other bands and create our super group we're gonna decide what type of tour it's gonna be is it just gonna be a one-time event is it gonna be uh, just a summer tour um just remember though you can't do anything on august uh, uh 12th and 13th because a bunch of these guys are gonna be in in moscow so i figured let's go ahead and set let's go back in time and if you listen and watch the Fandom Podcast Network, we do that a lot here. We love going back to the 80s and the 90s, talking about our favorite music, music, movies, and TV shows. And let's go ahead and pick in a fantasy football-style draft our favorite players. Now, here's how it's going to work. We are living in the year of 1989. Optional, each player can name a real or fictitious super producer, promoter, or charity for the special event. Uh, but you have to kind of keep in mind that this... Band has to be sellable. That's what it was. It was about the image. A lot of them looked good. Not Tommy Aldridge, but a lot of people look good. <laughs> uh, so remember that. You have to market this band. You got to make sure that they are really good members from other bands that are going to go on this super group tour here. And uh, we're setting this in reality in 1989. So that this is the height of the hair metal era. So that means bands and musicians must have been alive in 1989. I'm sorry, no Randy Rhodes. Rest in peace. This is the concept. Players will pick a five-member band in an NFL fantasy-style football snake draft. There will be five regular rounds where you will pick your members with uh, one last uh, um, sixth round, which is going to be the wild card. The pick order was random. Kyle, who's going to go over this in a little bit, he decided to pick the order in a random fashion. He'll explain that. And it's going to be doing a uh, snake draft rules. And that's why we have Kyle here. Kyle, uh, do you want to go over the snake draft rules now and kind of explain that? Yeah, snake draft is actually very simple. Where in most like regular drafts, they draft an order and go back to that same order for the next round. But however, in a snake draft, what happens is you go round one, picks one through four. 
And then in the second round, you go in reverse order. So your the person who picked fourth in the first round goes first in the second round. So they have a back-to-back picks. So yes, while you might be excited to have the number one overall pick, it's going to be eight picks later before you pick. So you you need to pick wisely, my friend. Um, okay. And it will snake that way through the entire through the entire draft until we are, have finished. And then you will have your super group band. You will have your wild card. And who knows what else may happen along the way that you might pick up. Um, we do have a doctor on standby with shots, just in case. <laughs> Kyle, you're going to chime in here a little bit about that, okay? So now, here, here's the thing. So each player is going to pick one lead singer, two guitar players. doesn't matter if they're rhythm or lead. You can have two leads if you want. One bass player and one drummer. That's a five-member band. Now, in the spirit of drafting a diverse supergroup, we have a couple rules here. Players cannot draft rock stars that have been in long-term bands together. Example, if you pick Eddie Van Halen, you can't pick Dave or Sammy as a singer or Michael as a bass player, Alex. And also, like, Axel can't play with Slash. This is the fun of this, is you got to pick them out you got to create this cool diverse band where they haven't really played with each other for a long time there might be a couple little gray areas because some members have played with a lot of different bands so we'll, we'll get into that we'll let that play out now the wild card round this was my idea i thought this would be kind of fun to kind of take us back into time of 1989 the wild card spot has to be a notable non-rock star celebrity that will be part of the band's entourage um, not necessarily, you know, fit in the hair metal era. It doesn't mean that they're hair metal fans per se, but they were popular during this time. Uh, i.e., a famous actor, host, sports star, video vixen, a comedian, um, someone that's famous that can help promote and support the super band's endeavors. Now, as I said before, remember your band's got to be cool. All right, you're trying to sell this. Mm-hmm. People are going to try pay money to come see you. So make sure you do that. Don't draft a bunch of no-namers or session musicians. You're going to get the crook eye and you might get kicked out. <laughs> now, after we draft, we're going to have a little fun here. Think of a band name, okay? You can mention that before we draft because it might change depending on who you draft, just for fun. But players will have a working supergroup band name and then have the right to change it after the draft. Where are you playing? Pick your band's first venue. Is it a small club first and then you're going to go to arena? Are you playing in an arena? Are you targeting a specific event, a specific arena? Think about that. Are you going to go on tour? Um, what are you going to do with the one album that you're going to record? You're recording one album with these guys. Okay. Why are you a super group? This is the other parameter here. Why? Why are you together? Are you supporting a charity or eventually headlining a festival or summer tour? Think about that as well. And just for fun, I'm going to ask you guys after you draft, what is your writer slash backstage demands? A writer is what musicians and artists expect to have waiting for them in the green room or backstage. More famously, everyone knows about Van Halen having those brown M&Ms removed from their M&M bowl. So if you have any of those idea, uh, feel free to bring them forward then. Okay, Kyle, as a commissioner, we got some commissioner rules here. Please list those rules out. Yes, as commissioner, I have say over this draft. I will first be reminding the players of the draft order as we go. Everybody in this draft will have one, what we call a red flag challenge. If you are familiar with the NFL, there is a challenge system where a coach will throw a red flag onto the field to challenge a play call. 
In this case, uh, if you have a challenge, everybody's entitled to one. You may challenge a draft pick, and you must present an argument of why you are challenging this, why this is not somebody who should be qualified for this particular draft. Then once you have made your argument, the rest of the participants and myself in the draft will decide whether that your challenge should be upheld or you are just flat out out of luck. <laughs> I will also keep time between between the picks. We don't want to be here for eight hours, so we will be trying to keep uh, about a minute to make your pick and then a couple of minutes to give you an explanation of why you made that pick and give a little backstay backstory on how they fit in maybe your band. And then, you know, I'll just be making sure that the groupies don't get out of hand. And, you know, all, all the rider demands are within reason. And, you know, I'll be also interviewing video vixens during the draft as well. Now, Kyle, you had uh, the honor to uh, randomly choose uh, who the draft order was going to be. Before you say who the draft order is, how did you choose this order? Well, thankfully, we live in the era of the Internet and where fantasy football is maybe one of the biggest things going on the planet. So there are all kinds of draft randomizers out there. So I chose a um, draft randomizer on the Internet. I ran it about three times just so we mixed it up a little bit to get to our final or draft order in full fairness to everybody. So um, with that, should I reveal the draft order? Mr. Yes, Price? please reveal the draft order, Commissioner. Coming up on our round one, number one pick overall belongs to Nez. Coming oh. in at number two, Simmer. <laughs> Coming in at number three, hair metal nerd Kevin Reitzel. And rounding out the first round will be Mr. Dick Damien. Now, once again, just a reminder, we will be going in reverse order in round two. So it will go Dick, Kevin, Simmer, and Nez in round two. And then it'll flip back in round three to where Nez has back-to-back -back picks, followed by Zimmer, Kevin, Dick Damien, and so forth as we continue through the draft. Awesome. Well said, Kyle. That is going to be fun. Okay, now real quick, as a reminder, guys, this is the super group draft. And uh, as I said earlier, inspiration, I, I forgot to show this picture earlier, but this is picture of all of the members on the Moscow Music Peace Festival. And there is Doc McGee there with Bon Jovi. And there's a, a earlier picture of him up there. This guy was in charge of all of this and he got out of jail for doing this concert, basically. So uh, uh, luckily, though, we are not in his position. <laughs> so with that said, um, you know what? Uh, you're not on the clock yet, Nez, but do you have a band name that you want to share? Yes, I do. Uh, band name is GCGBs, which stands for Grand Slammin' Gangbangers. <laughs> GCGBs. I love it. <laughs> yes. That's and awesome. That's awesome. I, I, do, do I explain now why this group got put together? Because the name is related to the charitable cause. Um, we'll save that for after the after we finish the draft. Nope. Yeah, let's let let's save that for the for for the end there. But uh, let's go ahead and go to Dick. Dick, do you have a band name yet? Oh, the devil made me do it, and you have a logo. <laughs> All right. I have. I, I, I like have how you say it. Asbury Parking. I like that. Okay. Asbury Park, New Jersey, at the Stone Pony. I have the date, and I got the opening act. <laughs> What does that say? Is that Trickster? Trickster is the uh, is the first. I got Saigon Kick, LA Podcast Gun, over, Dick wins. Let's go home. <laughs> <laughs> and Hanoi Rocks at the bottom, right there. <laughs> Real well, well done. All right, Mike, do you have a band name? 
Yeah. So I was actually talking to Nez about this. I wanted to keep it in that vein of the eighties, you know, um, a band name that would fit in there. So I threw a bunch out, but I'm going to start, I'm going to stay with shell shock. Shell shock. All yep. right. Shell All right. shock. Mm-hmm. That, anyone a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan? Cause that's the vibe I'm getting right now. Oh. Yeah. It has nothing to do with that. Shell shock. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, guys. So I have two working titles. I haven't decided on it yet. I'm going to see how my band fills out and then I'll make the decision. I have my first pick was the Epitaph Tramps. Got the idea was based on the novel Epitaph for a Tramp and Epitaph for Deadbeat, the Harry Fanlin detective novels. And then I came across with the Soul Sorcerers. So those are my two band names. Although what keeps going through my head is that famous scene in uh, The Dirt where Mick Mars goes, shitty name. Shitty band. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> that should be your band name. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Now, yes. Be, 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 before we begin the draft, just so all draft participants and people know, when you make your draft selection, commissioner rule, you will say the name, the position in your band that they will have, and what band you are drafting them from. So people who may not recognize the name might recognize the band. Like that. All right then. All right. So, uh, is everyone ready? Because uh, we have someone about to go on the clock. Ready, uh, Kyle? <laughs> uh, as commissioner, I, mean, I, I believe I have the right to say, "Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, may the supergroup draft on hair metal commence." Nez, you are on the clock. All right, Nez, what you got? Okay, first First pick. First pick. I'm excited about this. When this event was taking place, this guy said he's going to do it for free as long as he can bring out the booby cam, as long as he can bungee jump, as long as he can have his drum set be a roller coaster. Tommy Lee, Motley Crue, controversial, controversial, handsome as hell. He is the drummer. He's got the skills. He's coming off a of Dr. Feelgood, and he's going to be feeling good as my drummer. You went with drummer first. All Absolutely. right. All right. Comm- Commissioner, co- Commissioner, question. Will you be getting Heather Locklear or Pam Anderson with your Tommy Lee? I'll be <laughs> honest. I wrote to Heather Locklear when I was in middle school and got a stamped autographed picture of her. She, It's Heather Locklear. <laughs> All right, Kyle, who do we have next? Uh, For the second overall pick, Simmer, you are on the clock. All right, I'm going uh, lead singer. I'm going the Prince of Darkness himself. Mr. is right there. The Oz, Ozzy Osbourne. I'm going with the Oz. I knew it. I'm I'm going with the Oz. You got to bring it. You got to have the lead singer. I'm going with the Oz. He was right after... Right after no, uh, right before No More Tears comes out, right after No Rest for the Wicked, he's rejuvenated with Zach Wild. So I'm going with the Oz. No wow. bats allowed. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no doubts. No oh man. <laughs> with that on the clock, with the third overall pick, Kevin Hair Metal Nerd Reitzel. Uh I wasn't expecting those two picks to go. I was expecting something else, but that leaves me for my pick that I, the one guy 
I had to get in this band. Um, you know, I had a uh, I had a fam- a best guitarist for the longest time until until I saw a movie and then heard the music, and the movie was the Deadpool, and the band who guested in that movie was Guns N' Roses, and I got into Guns N' Roses, and I'm gonna say. Flash is my guitar. By the way, Des, uh, that is not who I thought you were going to pick today. (laughs) (laughs) So with that, we are on to the fourth overall pick. And this gentleman will actually be making the next two picks, Mr. Dick Damien. Am I picking them? uh, So you pick them separate. Make one, explain it, and then we'll do the other. Okay. My my first pick is a guitarist that made me want to play the guitar that wrote his solos and music on paper as he wrote them on the guitar because he's a he's an exceptional musician from White Lion, Vito Brada. Oh, he was on a list. I knew you were going. I knew you would take him. I knew that. I knew. <laughs> he's a special guy, and he has been missing, and we know that, since 1989. I respect that pick. White line guitarist Vito Brava. Yes. Yes. I, I, that's a good one. That's a good one. I will tell now, you. Is he, is he guitar he player number one or two? He's guitar player number one. He was All on right. my list. He was on my list. Okay. No. All right. Um, with, and then. Wait, 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 wait. With that, we will commence round two, kicking off round two, one <laughs> Mr. Dick Damien. All right. For my second pick, I guess. Um, I'm going with a vocalist. From a band that I've seen recently, uh, but in 1989 I had not seen them. They were coming off a hot album, a second hot album, and then a single from a surfing movie that was very well known and was a skyrocketing band. Mr. Stephen Piercy from Rat. Ooh, right. I like that one. All right. And we'll be in Philadelphia coming up very soon, and yeah. I will be there. <laughs> all right okay. so your singer is steven piercy all right we commencing with round two mr reitzel you are on the clock man good position here good position here i don't think anyone's going to take my second guitar player so i gotta go with singer and i'm looking at two right now and it's really really tough it really, really is tough. Uh, but I got to go with the legend over the newbie. I got to go with the name. And I'm going to go with Ronnie James Dio mm. as my lead singer. Because I need someone of legacy, someone that's been around, someone that knows everybody, someone that res- uh, somebody that everyone respects. That is my pick. Ronnie okay. James Dio. Okay, Kevin, you must finish out. You did not properly make your pick. You tell us Ronnie James Dio, vocalist. Ronnie James Dio, vocalist from Dio, his own, you know, solo band. Of course, he's, you know, been with a few others. So, yeah. It's just just making sure you follow the rules properly. (laughs) Well said, Kamish. (laughs) Up next with the seventh pick overall and in the second round, Mr. Simmer. And so when I was talking about this uh, with my wife and, thinking about this, I was like, you know, what, what do I want my band to be? And I want killer riffs first and foremost. I mean, I have the Oz, right? So I got to have killer riffs. 
So I'm going to throw kind of a curveball, and I bet you Nez never would have millionaires think that I would take this as my second overall pick. I'm taking Malcolm Young. He was on my list, bro. (laughs) I was taking Malcolm Young so he can write the riffs. Just okay. to hear, just to hear what Ozzy would sound like singing an ACDC song. You got two, you got two, uh, two legends there. That's that's great. Yeah. I love that. All right. Wait, you said Malcolm Young, not Angus Young. Right? No, not not Angus. Malcolm. Okay. Malcolm wrote the riffs. Malcolm yeah. wrote all the riffs. Okay, right. so rounding out the second round with the eighth overall pick, finally getting his chance once again. Nez. All right. Well, when word got out that this super group was getting together, my friend called me and said he was going to be in this band. And he said he wants to spit blood. He will breathe fire. He is putting makeup on because he said the six years or whatnot without it didn't feel right. He is going to dress for some reason in the dynasty era costume on bass guitar, Gene Simmons, Kiss. (laughs) Hot off the shade was hot off the press. He is ready to play with Tommy Lee and round out a rhythm section of this. Band. Is he wearing the same outfit in, in Heaven's on Fire? Please say yes. Please say yes. No, he no, dynasty. 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 Okay. He wants the fuzzy stuff, whatever he was wearing. I, Naz, I'm going to pay you money to hear the conversation where you have that, that you have with Gene telling them that he's going to do a charity event. <laughs> I I just I just want to say that Nez, Nez has picked his rhythm section before the guitars and the singer. I did not expect that. Mm-hmm. I, I will say this: if you tell Gene it's a tax write-off, he he might go for it. There's a Gene. There's a Gene fee. Oh, there is. He's not playing for free. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Okay, Nez. We are moving into round three with the ninth overall pick. You are back on the clock. Am I allowed to swap out a guitar player for a keyboardist? Nope. Nope. Damn it. All right. Okay. Fair enough. On rhythm guitar, Vernon Reed, Living Color. On my list. Damn it, Robert. Vernon Reed. I love it. Vernon Reed. A a shredder. Um, It showed that... Metal was allowing for a little bit more diversity. And um, he came from a band that was on the charts a few months before this show will be. Um, He inspired a whole line of guitars. The guy was killer. And I've seen him twice over the years, back in the 90s. And I saw him a couple of years ago, too. Um, So Vernon Reed is on guitar one in my band. Wow. Okay. Okay. Co- Commissioner interjection here for one moment because Nez, there there was somebody out there that you could have taken that could have filled both guitar and keyboard for you, and you didn't you did not do that draft pick. And I'm not gonna say who it is yet because they haven't been drafted. So <laughs> okay. I know who that is. <laughs> oh, I know who that is. Okay. Simmer Vernon Reed of Living Color. Yeah. Well, well, well done, Nez. I like that pick. Simmer, you are on the clock with the 10th overall pick. <clears throat> and I'm going um was someone who wrote probably the greatest hair metal lick ever. A person whose house I've been to and have the pictures to prove it. One of the most underrated guitar players who has ever been, who's ever walked the earth. I'm going with Mr. Warren Demartini as my lead guitar player. 
And who is he with? Rat. So Warren D. Martini from Rat. He's going to be the new guitarist. <laughs> All right. Okay. So you have Warren D. Martini and Malcolm Young. Yes, I do. It's it's a nice it's a nice uh, little uh, balance with where you have you know the riffs, but you have licks because Ozzy's got to have a good guitar player. He's got to have the good riffs, but he also has to have a shredder in his in his group. Nice, very nice. Okay, hair metal nerd, you are on the clock. I'm so happy because I wanted these two guitarists in this band because I'm huge fans of both of them. And um, I think it'd be kind of fun to, uh, you know, obviously when it comes to the hair metal era, sales for women were huge towards the hair metal bands. Mm. You know, women were probably the largest consumers of this music. And they were probably, you know, many of the, I remember going to a rat concert and there was like 75% women there. (laughs) Was not complaining. But you know what? I want to flip it a little bit here. I'm going to pick on guitar, Lita Ford. Okay. Who's who's pissed off? Who's pissed off? Me. <laughs> oh, Dick. <laughs> that is- Lita Ford was solo at this time, of course. Uh, originally from the Runaways. Had a perfect uh, run in the hair metal era. She was gorgeous. She could sing and play guitar. And uh, she was the, uh, you know, one of the main guitarists, of course, with um, Joan Jett in The Runaways and uh, made quite a name for herself in the hair metal era and is still touring. God bless her. And I might have a huge crush on her still. So I'm just going to say that. I, I, Commissioner, going to throw out, if in continuing in the spirit of Lita Ford currently too, uh, Nita Strauss. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she can, yeah. <laughs> With that, All right. I, I, I obviously disappointed Dick Damien is on the clock with the 12th overall pick. Can, can, can I just say something real quick? Yes. Um, Neener. <laughs> okay. You, Who's you are on the clock, sir. Oh, I am. Okay. All right. Sorry. Uh, well, now that my Lita Ford pick was stolen, uh, which is why we have a draft. <laughs> um, my second, I guess my new, my flow chart leads to a guitarist who is tied to one of the biggest rock stars of the eighties, but is often forgotten on the list of people who are really big rock stars. And it is Steve Stevens. Oh my God. Dude, he was on my short list. (laughs) (laughs) If Lita Ford wasn't there, I was going to pick Steve Stevens. (laughs) He's, he's, he writes, he writes the songs, you know, uh, and he's a great guitar player and he's got that look. He's like, you know him from the front and the back. Yeah, explain to, to the fans uh, who he's who he's played with. I mean, famously Billy Idol, but uh, um, he's a uh, number of bands. But uh, when I will say this, is a guy who on guitar is well known as a musician. And again, talking about musician, and he's he just got another signature guitar this year. Like he's still out there going and playing. Um. Uh, and is and is still a, a well known and well loved musician. And still, I did, want, really <laughs> I did want to mention too. I, he actually made my top five list in a previous hair metal podcast of my most underrated guitar players of yeah. this era. Very and he also he also had a brief stint with a hair metal band called Atomic Playboys. Oh. 
And he also did the iconic rift for the Top Gun theme. That is his guitar. And I believe he has an Oscar or a Grammy from that, if I remember correctly. Wow. So, uh, yes, great, I'm great. for all seasons, as we know. <laughs> he, I think, I think he was like number three for me. So well done. Well done. Good. Got your back. <laughs> Gentlemen, we will now begin round four of our draft, which means... Dick, you are on the clock with your second of your back-to-back -back picks. Okay, so I'm going with my drummer now, and I thought long and hard about this, and Tommy Lee is gone. Uh, I'm picking a band from a band that is the epitome of the hair metal, the look of hair metal. New Jersey native Bon Jovi drummer, Tico Torres. Oh. Okay, hold on. Is this a Homer pick? What's that? <laughs> Is this a Homer pick? Come on. Why? It's like, you know, if you're an Eagles fan, you're drafting someone Eagles because it's a Homer pick. He he won't have to drive far. He won't have to drive far to that first gig deck. You know, brought us from Staten Island. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Where's Steve Stevens from? That brings up the question. Where's he from? You know, I can find that. He's probably from he's probably from New York. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was good. That was good. Okay, so you had Steve Stevens and Tico Torres. Tico Torres. I'm writing these down in case you guys are curious. So I even go over this later. So all right. Mm -hmm. Oh, is it my turn now, Kyle? Uh, yes, you are on the clock, Mister Wrightsell. Oh, geez. All right. Well, what do I need here? Uh, well, I need a bass player, um, and I need a drummer apparently. So, all right. Number one on my list for bass player. Someone that is also fantastic on stage and um, can do a fantastic bass solo as well. Not to mention a good-looking guy, Billy Sheehan. He was on Finish my Billy, Sheehan, Billy Sheehan, just so I, by the way, Kyle, yes, I know where you're getting at. Yeah. Billy Sheehan, of course, uh, played with David Lee Roth, uh, got really noticed that way, and then he went into one of my favorite bands, Mr. Big, who now actually are on a world tour. Wow. I think wow. the last world tour, actually, so yeah. yeah. And if you have not seen it yet, go check out Addicted to That Rush by Mr. Big. It has a great little solo and guitar right. solo off, and it is fantastic. With right. that, Simmer, you are on the clock with the 16th overall pick. I'm sorry, 15th so, overall pick. So I'm going bass player, but I'm really, this was when it was really tough for me because do I go with the look? The cool looking bass player, or do I go with the bass player who could write really good songs? But I have to stick with, um, I got to stick with my my theory of making good music and making good songs. And in 1989, this guy was still making super great songs. He had yet to blow me off at a book signing, so I'm still good with him. So I'm going with Nikki Six on bass. Oh, good one. He was on my list if I didn't get to pick Tommy first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was on my short list. Yep, definitely. He had to look to. We had six hours to get him to sign me a book and he bolted out of the store. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, well, three, that was post-1989, so I'm going to let it go. Good pick. Good pick. All right. Up next, closing out round four, Nez. Yes. I, I am pivoting because some of my other guys were taken. I'm realizing I need I need some power and some good songwriting here. Um, the guy has enjoyed many comebacks with his band. 
most notably starting with Permanent Vacation, but in 1989 or whatnot, they were successful with Pump. And it's Mr. Joe Perry, a Ooh. favorite guitar player of mine. And I think that adds a little element of extra class to the band and taking it back with Gene to that 1970s sound. So I feel like I got something from the 70s going on, something from the early 80s, something from the late 80s so far. So Joe Perry is my lead guitarist. Another guy who could take a shirt off and look good doing it, you know? Yes, and... Yes, at that time when he was performing with the vest with nothing underneath. And, then, and my wife is, she really loves Joe Perry. So he's got to be on that stage. All right. So that was a wife pick. Gotcha. <laughs> so, gentlemen, we are entering the final round of building your band. Mm, here it comes. So, can we, before we start this real quick, Kyle, I just want to go over of what we still need to pick. Is that okay? That is absolutely okay. So, Nez, you need to pick a lead singer. Okay. Yes. Uh, Mr. Mike Simmer, you need to pick a drummer. All right. I, uh-oh, I need to pick a drummer. And uh, Dick, you need to pick a bass player. Are we correct on this? Right. Yes. Okay, yes. good. All right. All right. Okay. All right, Kyle, we're doing the final round, right? Yep. Final yep. round is commencing round five, which kicking off round five. Nez, you are back on the clock. I am going with somebody I have a lot of faith in whose debut album came out in 1988. They were signed to Geffen Records to be either partners in crime with or rivals with Guns N' Roses. They had a song called Hard to Hold that played briefly on MTV. I am going with my dear friend, Bobby Durango of Rock City Angels, Young Man's Blues. That is a deep cut. It's a deep cut, but this guy was <laughs> dirty, tattooed, nose pierced. I never have forgotten when he was on that metal show with uh, or Headbangers Ball with Ricky Rackman. I heard the song. I bought the album. I believe my backing band will give everything Bobby needs to take him over the top and carry the torch into the nineties. Can you say the name of the band again? Cause I haven't heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Rock, That's great. <laughs> Rock city angels. That's actually a cool band name. I like that. Rock okay. city angels, Bobby okay. Durango, Bobby, Bobby Durango. Yes. There, okay. I can, t I can, I can, uh, tell you that, that Nez does not go very long without dropping Bobby Durango uh, references in his daily and conversation. Where are they from again? Um, I think they're from down south. I think they're like a southern, I think that's where they're from. I mean, they're based out of LA, but I think they're and, kind of like a southern rocky type thing. And for the listeners of the podcast, you actually, do me a favor, show that album real quick. I want to highlight you there. Hold on. Oh. Hold that up. This is it. Rock City Angels. Well, Rock they got the look. That's for damn sure. Look at Young that. Young Man's Blues. Okay. And look at how cool they are. You look at that? Wow. And when you guys hear my wild card pick, you're really going to be – that's it. It's done. Okay. When you hear the wild card, you're gonna. it's all going to come um, together. I'm going to quote Dodgeball and say, that was a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> 
Simmer, was, you are you, on the clock. We could, have, we could have picked for 45 more picks and no one would have got that pick. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could have picked a lot more. <laughs> but I like it though. Uh, now you got me wanting to listen to that album. So there you go. I have not heard very good now. I want to hear them. So thank you for that, actually, Nez. I appreciate that. All right. And that's one thing that we want to do with this podcast is that we mention a band name or a member people don't know, and they go, wait a minute, why are they picking that? Maybe we'll inspire them to listen to, especially the younger audience. So that's Simmer, Commissioner, sorry to clock. interrupt. Yes. Simmer, you are on the clock. So Tommy Lee was my drummer, right? So that, that was my number one pick. If I got not anymore. I knew, I knew he was not going to be available. So <clears throat> I was thinking about just a straight up, you know, rhythm guy. Um, I thought maybe Malcolm Young would get taken. I was going to take Phil Rudd because he's just a real simple, deep in the pocket kind of uh, a drummer. But then I thought of who was what I thought was the most underrated drummer of that sort of era. I'm going Charlie Benanti. From Ooh, from Anthrax, from right? Anthrax. Yeah, yeah. J- just a great drummer. Never got the credit he deserved and still out there, still kicking it with Anthrax. Just a, a great, great drummer. His drumming on Got the Time is amazing. Oh, Cra- crazy. On that whole on that whole um Among the Living album, it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Well done. Well done. All right. So Mr. Raider Nerd, hair metal nerd, Kevin Reitzel, you are on the clock with your final I need a drummer. Band members. Yes, you need a drummer. I need a drummer. And, uh, you know, there's some names here. I, I don't want to say them right now. Maybe I will a bit later because uh, I am going to go through a little slideshow, guys, uh, of, of the stuff that I picked. And be curious to see how many uh, actually made it here. And, you know, I want to sell this band, too. You know, looks do matter. We need some good looking people here. Um, I might get some crap for this, but I don't care. I think he was a good drummer. and. Chicks dug him, and I think that's important as well. I'm going to go with Slaughter's drummer, Bloss Elias. On my list. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so you all, okay, let's be honest here. Are we part of the Bloss Elias um, uh, man crush uh, club? Is that what we're talking about here? No, I just thought that the drumming, I just thought that everybody in Slaughter was a good musician. I really do. Danis, like, like, and Mark Slaughter is, was, was on my list for, for vocals, but... Yeah, I never got there. All right, so that's my yeah from Slaughter, Bloss Elias. Also, so, uh, was also in um, the Rockstar movie as well. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, Simmer, we've lost your camera feed. I don't know if you can hear me or not, but just to, there you go. You're back. <laughs> um, so to cl- to close out round five and to close out the building of bands, Dick Damien. All right, so my last, I have a bassist and. Uh, this is a guy that gets sometimes gets lost in the lost in the mix and or caught in the mosh, but a bassist with one name. That's all you need to hear from Motorhead mm. on bass, Lemmy. He was on my short list, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened to Nez? Nez, but not- Nez what kind of shirt? For, for the video audience, what, what did you have going on there? I, honestly, I have no idea. What <laughs> you were so well, excited about that choice. It's probably, it's probably Lemmy. <laughs> yes. There, that that was Lemmy. the spirit of Lemmy coming in yeah. to thank you. Lemmy coming back from the grave. 
Why did he make Rob, not me? (laughs) (laughs) For you listening audience, you'll have to watch the video for that one. (laughs) All righty. So now. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Yes. Yes. Commissioner would like to name his band of the leftovers. Hmm. Okay. Well, now, wait, is this your band or what is this? Is, this is my band, but I was going to be kind and let the experts do their picks. Okay. So, the, so you want to get your own little quick picks in. I got you. Go for yeah. it. You deserve it. So leading off as my two guitarists, number one, Mr. Eddie Van Halen. He wasn't picked in this draft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one picked him. That's nuts. <laughs> no, number two, the extremist himself, Joe Satriani. Ooh. Okay. All right. On base, Def Leppard's Rick Savage. Oh, mm, nice, very nice. My drummer, I'm gonna go go uh, go a little flavor here, a little Ace Freely. Ooh, wait, drummer is Ace? Oh, wait, drummer? No, no, he's guitar no, player. Sorry. Kyle, you mean yeah, Peter I mean, Chris? You Peter Chris? Yes, sorry, yeah. Peter Chris. <laughs> Peter Chris. Peter Chris. Okay, Peter Chris is my drummer. Get, and I I I, I need an icon. In, in, for my vocalist and there's some good ones out there but i need one that transcends generations because i need somebody who's going to pull in a wide variety uh, of fans from different eras i need steven tyler from aerosmith <laughs> yeah it's crazy who who didn't get picked yeah yeah i mean nobody nobody took axel no nobody took axel i, I think because there's a lot of bad memories of modern day acts yeah. <laughs> That's, that is a you're right that is a factor of us knowing the future after 1989 yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle you had Ed, you had Eddie and who else Joe Satriani Joe okay and uh who's your bass player again I'm sorry I had uh Rick Savage from Def Leppard Rick Savage Peter Chris okay. on my drummer and Steven Tyler is my lead singer Guys, he might have the better band. I'm just going <laughs> <laughs> to <Of> leftovers <laughs> Peter is Peter wearing makeup or no makeup? Oh, uh, he's wearing makeup. He's not. He, okay. <laughs> Nez, Nez has got Gene Simmons trotting out there on stage. The only person with makeup. That's right. Okay. All right, guys. So Kyle, we have now the uh, wild card bonus round, and it is in the same order as the draft order. Correct. Correct. So we will be and starting with Nez. I just want to make sure- yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Let's the order again. It'll be Nez, Simmer, Kevin, and Dick Damien in that order. Okay. Now, just as a reminder for the listeners and the watchers, the wild card spot has to be a notable non-rock star celebrity that would be part of the band's entourage and fit in that era. It could be a famous actor, host, sports star, video vixen, comedian. Um, you know, someone that's famous at this time that can pull in some extra, maybe tickets to your venue. Going, wait, wait a minute, I don't know these guys, but I do know that person. That's going to be cool. And they're going to be on stage hanging out, hanging out in the backstage too, maybe announcing you guys, that type of thing. So keep that in mind. That's what our wild card round is. It is a 1989 era celebrity. Mm-hmm. Can I go? Yeah, you are on the clock, Nez. This celebrity is a Hollywood star, TV star. And he was one of the original guitarists of Rock City Angels. Okay. He would leave the band in 1987. 
Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp wants to open our show with the Star Spangled Banner and hand the guitar to Mr. Joe Perry. Wait, Kyle, I have a red flag I'd like to throw. Johnny Depp was in Rock City Angels? Yes. (laughs) How old was he? How old was he? Johnny Depp was in Nightmare on Elm Street in 1984. Right. Red flag. Red flag challenge. We have a a red flag challenge. Okay. I want to hear this challenge. Hey, first of all, Johnny Depp, although known as an actor and, of course, TV star and movie star, huge star, it is by no secret that he is also a musician. Yeah. Making my case here. Making my case here. Making my case here. Okay. All right. First of all, uh, he played that whole part in the uh, um, the famous video with uh, Tom Petty. Yeah. He is also currently in a super group called Hollywood Vampires, a very well-known musician himself. I make my case that he cannot be your celebrity because even though he is an actor, he is also a musician. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play devil's advocate. I'm going to be on Nez's side here. First of all, he, we're talking 1989, Kev. Nobody knew yep. Depp was a musician in '89, right? I mean, everybody knew him as Rock City Angels. <laughs> I mean, I mean, nobody knew who Rock City Angels were, let alone who, who John Depp was in it. So, so also, we got to find out when he was in that Tom Petty video. Was that '89 or was that no. was that post '89 or was that pre '89? Because I'm thinking '89, he is not he is he is not viewed as a rock star. He was in 21 Jump Street in 1989. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's what he was in. And he was in Elm Street in 84. I'm feeling he wasn't known as a musician at that point in time. Okay. Dick, do you have anything you would like to add into this challenge? I'm just looking at photos. I mean. It says says he's in that music video in 91. Is that one? Maybe it's my show that got him into Tom Petty's video. Yeah, we all know he wanted to be a rock star before a musician. That's I that's, say that's true. I say it's a go. I say it's a go. I'm okay with it. I'm good. I say I say I it's say, a no. I say okay. it's a go. as as commissioner weighing the arguments. Kevin, I'm sorry, but Johnny Depp was a teenage heartthrob yes. on the cover of every magazine in the world at that time. Be <laughs> thanks to Twenty One Jump Street. Yes. Um, how many actors have wanted to be rock stars in their all lifetime? Yes. Yes. Johnny yeah. Depp is a talented musician. I will give you that. But this is also the wild card round. So <laughs> there is a much more flexibility in this in this round. Okay, now that I, I have my I've been overruled, I did want to say Nez. I'm a little jealous of that pick. That was a fantastic pick. <laughs> 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 well played, sir. Well played. Yeah. You made your that was, a very, right. that was a very good wild card, Nez. Did I did I make a case for for him? What, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was if it, if it wasn't the wild card round, I would you would win. But it's the wild card round. <laughs> yeah, and if well, we were, you know, I just want to say too, the wild card round says non musician celebrity. Yeah. So I had uh, he's he, he's he's famous for being an actor, not more famous for being an actor than he is as a musician. But look, look, none of us knew what Rock City Angels. Well played, Nez. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> Simmer, you are on the clock with your wild card pick. All right, so I have a feeling this is going to get a red flag. Right? <laughs> well, Kevin I'm, used his, so yeah, so I've used mine. Mine's done. Not, not known as a musician, right? 
but known as a songwriter. So my wild card is Desmond Child. That's good. <laughs> because he's going to come in and he's going to help him write all the songs. Because remember, my whole focus was killer songs. And Desmond Child, who I don't think he was ever in a band. I, I could be wrong. But I don't think he was ever in a band. Just strictly a songwriter. If he, wait, if he's in a band, I'm going to throw the flag uh, soon. I don't, I don't think he was. I think Mike's right. He started as a teenager, you know, writing songs, you know, so I don't well, think he was in a band. I, I think he may have been in some sort of R&B band or something like way back in the day. If you could check that, Dick. I, but I'm... He, he, um, if it's the same person, there was a band, Desmond Child and Rogue. Rouge, yeah. Rouge, yes. Rouge or Rogue. Right, so, so, I, so, I'll, so I'll shift mine. Okay. Right? I'll, I'll shift at that, right? Um, so... Because I have the Prince of Darkness on lead vocals um, and Nikki Six uh, on bass, my wild card is going to be Tim Burton. Oh, <laughs> you, you got to be producing some crazy ass music videos. Is what you're doing. <laughs> and he's going to do, do stage design. Stage design in the videos is Tim Burton. Um, okay, that's interesting. I like that pick, which I'll explain a little bit later because. That 89 Batman movie hype was real during this mm-hmm. time. Yep, yep. And yes, and there it's about to, the, the, this music tour or whatever it is, is about to go on as when that movie comes yep. out. So yep. that's a good one, Mike. I like that one. All right. Good. So that is, that is his pick. Uh, Tim Burton. Okay. Hair metal nerd. It is time for your wild card pick. Oh my gosh. That. Mm, okay. This should not be hard. I have a feeling. No, I think I know what it is, but I just want to go with uh, Mike here. I was thinking of Michael Keaton uh, for that reason, because when I was looking up the the, the top uh, grossing entertainers, movie stars at that time, um, he was on the rise, obviously. But um, <clears throat> uh, I'm going to go with Cindy Crawford. Yeah. Oh. Nice. That's cause the picture that I'm showing. She's on the rise, by the way. She's one of the most photographed people in the world at this time in 89. And I'm showing a picture for the video audience here, the cover of Cosmopolitan 1989. True story. I was at my local Vons market checking out, and that issue was on the stand. And I have never been more captivated by a, I guess, a, a you know, a magazine or newspaper than when I saw the cover there. And I said, who the hell is that? I bought that cover. And might still have it somewhere. In, in, in <laughs> other words, Cindy Crawford is responsible for Kevin finally achieving puberty. <laughs> As we all know, Cindy Crawford, you could say in the supermodel era, we're not counting the 70s and stuff like that, was one of the first major supermodels that also got coined as that. She mm. led the charge. And also went to MTV, did hosting there as well. That's right. Uh, and, of course, did some famous commercials as well. And I can't think of a better celebrity to come out on stage, introduce the band, get some help with their fellow supermodels. I'm just saying. And uh, this is a personal favorite of mine. She was at the top of my list. And so, yeah, Cindy Crawford is part of is my entourage and is my wild card Dick, you are up with your wild card pick. 
All right. Uh, my wild card, because my band is named. Yeah, now I put I put all my band members on there. The devil made me do it. Uh, there's a classic scene where this person is called the MF Antichrist by Paul Giamatti. Uh, he is the shock jock, the guy that's going to introduce and play the songs, the king of all media, Howard Stern. Nice. I started writing that in pen, knowing when you said shock jock, I knew who it was. <laughs> and this was like when he was still doing his like really risque like uh, TV he's, shows. He's, yeah. he's getting yeah. kicked off NBC at this point. Yeah, yeah, and, and he was on WOR at that point, I think, too. People uh, were recording yeah, those the, on yeah, VHS. Yeah. Yeah. People were recording his shows on VHS and like yes. selling them on the secondary market and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> That that's how how popular it was. All right. Yeah. Okay. okay. So can I Kyle, throw in my ahead. commissioner wild? Oh, oh so yes, this, of course, Kyle. What is your okay? okay so this this might this might get a red flag, and I understand that. But I'm also thinking for my band, I want somebody who's on the up and coming for the generation that's leading into the next generation. And this man in particular, yes, he kind of fell into a niche, but he was also so immensely popular with his late night talk show that everybody wanted to be on it. It was the place to be, be at the time. He can also open up with some stand up comedy for me. I am going to have Arsenio Hall be the hype man because the Arsenio Hall show debuted in 1989 and it became the place to be and debut on. If you can think of the acts that are debuted on Arsenio Hall. And coming to America, I America. think came out in 88. So he's hot off that as well. So, yeah. yeah. And he had, yeah. he had, uh, he had metal bands on his show all the time. Yeah. yeah. He had, he had oh. on there. I mean, he had, yeah. he had legit metal bands on his show all, all the time. All right. So before we talk about, our bands and mention them again. I did want to say, I put together a slideshow for the viewing audience here, kind of making an educated guess of who we might choose. And I put a lot of work into it and it's going to be interesting to see the ones that we did not choose and the ones that I thought might be chosen. And there's also a lot of my picks on here as well, but let's go ahead and start with the lead singers. David Lee Roth. Diamond not chosen. Yeah. Yes. Nobody wants to put Axel, up. <laughs> Axel Rose, not chosen. Nobody wants to put up with him. <laughs> Rob Halford, not chosen. Sebastian Bach was my second choice. Yeah, he was but my I had third. To... What's that, Mike? He was my third. Yeah. yeah. I, I just wanted to go with someone a little more seen. I had to go with Mr. Dio. There he is, Mr. Dio. Brought that in there. Bruce Dickinson. He's on, on my list. list. Yeah. Yep. Adam. Yep. Vince Neil, one of the most distinctive sounds in voice, rock voice. Joe Elliott, Stephen Pierce, he was chosen. Who chose it? Was that you, Dick? Yes, yeah, yeah. there you go. All right. David Coverdale, not he chosen. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Let me know if they're on your list. Uh, Brett Michaels, you know, no one chose him. Uh, Tom Kiefer. He was on mine. Yeah. Um, question, though, I would have allowed him as a guitar player. Would you guys have been cool with that? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's amazing. Yeah. 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 He's a great guitar player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would have allowed that personally. Uh, Kyle chose uh, this guy here, Kyle. <laughs> he was on Mr. my Steven. list. Too. Steven yeah. Tyler. There you go. He was up there. Ian Asbury of the Colts. That was on one of my short list too. Anyone else have him? I'm a yeah. big fan, but he wasn't on my list. 
They're going to be on Howard Stern next week. That's right. Yeah, I know. I'm excited for that. Me and Rob went Nick. saw him. Yeah, we saw him recently. Yeah. Nick, you said this was on your short list? Yeah, actually, at Billy Duffy, too. Me, too. Yeah. Guitar players, Angus Young. Of course. I took his brother. <laughs> Angus that? Young was not chosen, right? No. no. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen, not chosen. Until the commissioner. <laughs> What's that? Oh, and yes. Ch- the commissioner, yes. Commissioner did choose Eddie Van Halen. I'm glad someone did. <laughs> Joe Perry was chosen. Who chose yes. Joe? Yes. All right. Keep in mind, these are ones that I'm I'm guessing that we're gonna, you know, pull from. Slash, my number one pick. Mm -hmm. So glad I got him. Yep. Zach Wild. I just saw him. Yeah. On the other night. (laughs) Yep. Where'd you see him? At Brooklyn Bowl, Philadelphia, as Zach Sabbath. (laughs) Nice. Great. Uh, Next, my my uh, my rhythm guitar player and singer, of course. or backup singer, Lita Ford. We, mm. we could stay on that for a minute if you want. Okay. Going for <laughs> uh Billy Duffy on my short list. Yep. Yeah, yours too, Dick. Yep. Uh Vito, that was someone's pick. Who was it? It was Dick's number one pick. Number one pick. Well, well done. Well done. John Sykes. A little under the radar, but uh loved him, of course. On my list. We, we talked about murder. murder. Yeah. Yeah, Blue Murder. Steve Vai. Who chose Vai? No, was it you, Kyle? The commissioner did. No. Yeah, the no, commissioner. Yeah. Took Satriani. No, yeah. I took Satriani. Oh, you took Satriani. That's right. Okay. He so was Steve Vai my, wasn't chosen. He was on my list. He was on your list. Okay. Yeah. Warren D. Martini. Yep. Chosen, right? Been to his yep. house. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you got to tell that story. Uh, Lynch. George Lynch. Anyone pick him? No, no. Wow. Okay. George Lynch, uh, Vivian Campbell. I had to throw in the group there. Vivian Campbell. Who somebody took it? Oh no, somebody mentioned him. I put in Carlos Cavazo, guitar Mm -hmm. player. All right. Steve Stevens was picked. There he is. Go Dick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I'm a little jealous by that pick actually. That's that. Look at that hair. I thought I thought thought he was only on my radar. Yeah. I think that might have been his uh, his Atomic Playboy uh, year. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually a pretty good album too. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next I've got Tracy guns. Oh, throw in a gun. Oh, yeah. They're opening right there. Tracy guns. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you did that. <laughs> Jakey <laughs> Lee. No one Dude, said Jakey Lee. The only reason I didn't take him is because I took Ozzy. He's on okay. my list. Let me yeah. tell you. Ah. That, that issue of guitar magazine was on the top of my, my stack of guitar magazines. Because I like, I went through every song in there. Confidence Man, like all of them. It, 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 that was me learning guitar. That issue right there. What was it? What I, was in that, Dick? What was it? I see. Here comes the sun. Confidence Wire. It's Confidence Man. Uh, and then the, and Rob will remember they had the little lessons in there that you would play. Yeah. And there was yeah. like a lesson in there that I did all the time. <laughs> I tried to find some guitar magazines and bass player magazines and stuff so you can kind of see uh, at the time. It was tough just finding some of these pictures. Uh, of course, Adrian Vandenberg, I had to throw him in there. Good looking guy, too. You know, uh, started his own band, too. Bass players. Wasn't Michael Anthony. No one said a word about Michael Anthony. Uh, nothing. No. Nothing. Fantastic. Next, we had Steve Harris, guys. One of the best metal bassists of all time. That dude is yeah, insane. I, was thinking about taking him. I had him. 
Billy Sheehan on my band. Suck it. There he is. Ah. <laughs> uh, this this was a personal favorite of mine, Kyle Kyle from Bang Tango, one of the best live bass players I've ever Bang seen. Bang Tango is opening. Wait, 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 hold on. Stay right there. Stay right there. I want I want to see this. Hold on. Hold the farm here. Hold the freaking farm. How many bands are I'm opening? I got a lot. <laughs> okay. Is that a festival? Yeah. Okay. Who do you have opening up for the Devil Made Me Do It band here? Trickster, Saigon Kick, LA Guns. Bang Tango and Hanoi Rocks. That is impressive. Well done, sir. You have my vote. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna have opening all the all the uh, bands who I got the guys got taken out of. Right, <laughs> so the rest of the people in Ozzy, the, re the rest of the people in Rat, the rest of ACDC. <laughs> I uh, just real quick, I was lucky enough to see Bang Tango's reunion of all original members in January 2020 at the Whiskey A Go Go in Hollywood. Unfortunately, then COVID hit shortly after that, and they broke up again. <laughs> so Joe Estee is the only one that's touring with uh, the name Bang Tango, as he has been for a while. But it was great to see Kyle Kyle on bass, one of the best bass players I have ever seen. All right, next we've got, oh, Lemmy. He made a band. Who's, who's yeah. band was he in? Yeah, there you go. Dick. Nice. Good choice. Love that. Uh, had Bobby Dahl. He was actually on my short list of bass players. And here's the reason why, guys. One of the most famous things he has ever said that I loved, I think it was behind the music. He says, I didn't want to be a musician. I wanted to be a rock star. And that's what I became. And he is a rock star. And he had the look and yeah. chicks dug him. And I just love his rock star attitude. He was, he was on my short list for that reason alone. Ah, Duff McKagan on Kerrang. Uh, there you go. That was my second choice. The only reason I didn't take him is because he, he's not a writer. Yep. All right. You're going meta. I like that. I like that. Nikki Six was chosen. Who chose Nikki? I took him. Yep. There you go. Good choice. Good, good choice. Who's Jeff Pilson. Pilson for Dawkins. Okay. Yes. Uh -huh. Jeff Pilson Dawkins. I had to throw him in there. And he's also in the Rockstar movie as well. So I had to throw and he's him now in. currently in Foreigner. Yeah. There you go. And I threw in Rudy Sarzo. Oh, Love Rudy. List. I had him. Mm -hmm. you, you had him, Nez? On my list, yeah. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Next, I had to throw in Kip Winger. <laughs> yeah, I had Kip Winger on my list as a bassist and a vocalist. <laughs> Are you serious? You did? Because <laughs> yeah. I actually put him on my list, but he was a little bit low. But the fact that he's actually a really good musician, good singer, good looking guy, too. I can't say it. Kip Winger right there. <laughs> nice. I like that. That's good. Also, had All chips right. enough, by the way, as a as a bassist. Oh, nice. great pick, chips <laughs> enough. I I met him when uh, he did his uh, his uh, enough's enough's tour back in 2018. Great guy, very sweet. Yeah, met with fans yeah. afterwards. All right, here's a list of drummers I had. Of course, Tommy Lee. He was off first, first right? Overall, first overall first pick. pick. He is the first overall pick. Kyle, Ooh. what kind of salary is he getting as a uh, as a as a band member? You think? Um, I, I, honestly, you know, when you add in the extracurricular activities and things like that, um, he, he's, he's probably like, you know what? He's, he's, he's at least getting Jamarcus Russell money right out of the gate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's making, ten, he's costing Nez 10,000 a week to keep him. <laughs> no, 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 no. And, and if you want to continue the football reference, what he's going to eventually end up causing you is a Deshaun Watson problem. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, he is. Uh, 
I had Steven Adler on there. No one chose him, but was mentioned, right? I think by 89, wasn't he out of Guns N' Roses by 89? 89, no, because I saw him in 89 with Guns N' Roses and Living Color opening up for the Rolling Stones. I thought he was out of there already. Not yet, but he is. He was getting out of there, but he was available. Nico. Nico. Nico McBride from Iron Maiden. Alex Van Halen, not mentioned. I had to throw him in there. Not one person from Van Halen was taken, actually. I know, right? Yeah, really? interesting. Interesting. I put in Matt Sorum, you know, because he was in the cult as well as cult, Guns yeah. N' Roses. So there you go. Yep. Love, love Matt. And my uh, my pick for drummer, Bloss Elias. My man, correct. Good looking cool guy. Get. Yep, definitely. And, of course. Oh, Frankie. Frankie Benali. Check that out. Yep. Late, great Frankie Benali. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yep. And uh I had to put in the uh the, the brothers. <laughs> Carmine and Vinny. Carmine and Vinny. Yep. Carmine and Vinny. A piece. Yeah, there you go. Carmine and Blue Murder. Yep. He was a Blue Murder. Yep. Yep. And the stash. He comes with a stash too. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh and I put in Lars Ulrich as well. There's no way I would ever take him. <laughs> <laughs> was anyone thinking about Tommy Aldridge? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> or Tommy. Tommy. Yep. And of course, Fred Curry had to throw in there as well from Cinderella. Yep. Bobby Blotzer from Rat. Yeah. Yep. And guys, let's check out the 89 celebrities that I threw. A lot, a lot of these were my ideas and my picks, but uh, I think someone made something. I had Ricky Rackman. I'm going to explain this real quick. Now, he didn't start hosting Headbangers Ball until 1990. But he had the hottest rock and roll club on the planet, the Cat House, going strong. And he had say of who would play there and who would not play. Guns N' Roses would come in there and play an acoustic set. Uh, and also, too, is because of Axel that he got the gig with MTV. Axel got him the interview. He was instrumental in influential in that scene as well. Although he hates the term hair metal. Don't bring that up with him. Cause I did that in person. And he's like, I don't like that. <laughs> I saw his one man show when I was in Australia. It was actually a really good show. Uh, one foot in the gutter. I had Andrew Dice Clay. I brought him up because I actually saw him open up for guns and roses and Metallica when they were doing their tour together. But wow. the best part about it was he did his stick and then motorhead came out and played a set. And then Guns N' Roses and Metallica Jeez. at the Rose Bowl in Los Angeles. And of course, during this time, he's filming Ford Fairlane because it comes yeah. out in 1990. Right? Yeah. yeah. Sam Kinison also got to see him live. Rest in peace. Did one of the most rock and roll videos of all time, Wild Thing with awesome. Jessica Hahn. Yeah. And if you watch that video, it is a plethora of rock and roll royalty. Yeah. As Jessica Hahn is writhing around in a center, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> My girl, Cindy, of course, made it. I also had Tawny Katane. Yeah. Surprised no one picked Tawny Katane. What's up with that, guys? Mm. I, I didn't even think female. I was just thinking yeah. somebody. I wasn't even thinking female. Wow. Okay. Speaking of female, Bobby Brown. Yeah. Got a video Vixen. I first noticed her in the once bitten, twice shy video. Yeah. That's the only reason why I would watch that video. The song is great because when she's on it, you're like, whoa. And of course, she was in the famous Cherry Pie Warren video. And then, of course, then married lead singer Jamie. 
Michael Keaton was on my list. Like I said, Michael Keaton was on my list because Batman was coming out. But I, I like your Tim Burton, Burton pick. That was good. Arnold Schwarzenegger was a consideration as well. Yeah. He's getting ready to do Total Recall. He is in the prime of his action yeah. life. And as we know, of course, Terminator 2 co is coming out a little bit later. He's in the We Could Be Mine video along with the Guns N' Roses. So he was popular there as well. And I threw in Mr. Harrison Ford because Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade came out in 89, which yep. a lot of people will say is a fantastic sequel. Yes. And one of the, the best as well. So uh, real quick, guys on the celebrities. Nez, what do you think? I agree with, I got to say, all of them. I had, Oh, sorry. I had Eddie Murphy, too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> these are yeah. all the people that uh, when I go down memory lane, and I'm, I'm big fans of especially the action stars and stuff like that. So, yeah, they're solid. That's, that's okay. who I remember. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys. Let's get into your band's first rehearsal meetings topics. All right. You know what, uh, Dick, I'm going to start with you because you came a little extra prepared here. <laughs> Think of a band name. What's the band name? And tell us why again. All right. The devil made me do it. And it's because it, it, it did start with the Howard Stern reference saying, you know, you are the Antichrist. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll put these, you know, my original picks had more to do with uh, the, the darker side of metal. And so the devil made me do it was a good, uh, a good way to, to bring it together, which is why I really wanted Lita Ford because she had just done close my eyes forever with Ozzy. <laughs> and, but now, but I got Steve Stevens in there. So that was fun. Um, but I, you know, I'm going to go off what uh, Simmer said about songwriting. I think that my group has a good amount of songwriting. Like Lemmy's the, the, the songwriter, Steve Stevens is the songwriter. Vito is the guitar writer. Um, and Steven what, what if just for fun we said Desmond Child can come into the, your band and just help round out the songs a little bit? No, that was my band. Go to his band. <laughs> well, uh, oh, you could come to everybody's band. You know, Dick. I think there's too many chefs in the kitchen. To be honest, <laughs> that's why you're going to see the band. All right, Kyle. Kyle, by the way, I'm going to ask you what your band name is after I have everyone else say what theirs is and what they're sticking with. So, uh, Mike, what what is your band's name? I'm sticking with Shell Shock. Okay. Um, and, Explain. And I was going to go with Ozzy DC um, <laughs> because the two the two biggest people in the band, but then that would sort of um, leave out the other people. So I was trying to think of something like ACDC is electricity. So I went with Shock, and I was trying to get something that was because Ozzy's the Prince of Darkness. I was trying to get something a little bit, and I thought Hell, like Hell Shocker. I was you know, kicking around that. I kicked around the name Maniacal Charm as well. Um, but okay. I like I like Shell Shock a little bit better because it was it had hell in it. It also had which you know which fits Ozzy a little bit better and the shock thing with ACDC. Okay, so real quick, and I'm gonna come back to you, Des, because we should have mentioned your band here before you do the name. So but Mike, so your lead singer is Ozzy. Yes. Uh your uh rhythm guitarist is Malcolm Young. Your yeah. lead guitarist is Warren D. Martini, yeah. and your bass player is Nikki Six, and your yeah. drummer is Charlie Bonatti, and your celebrity is Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah, like that. Which, All right. which fits in that too. That shock, that show, that show shock uh, with the Tim Burton is going to design the stages and do the videos. So I'm trying to um, damn it have have a have a uh, just a whole package of both songwriting and visuals. I just have I just got um I, it came back from the future. 
you're going to have to use all the same sets that he used for um, Prince's Bat Dance video. So I'm sorry. Just want to let you know. <laughs> I, I, I can work with that. The Oz can work, the Oz can work with anything. Dick, I want to go back to you real quick here. So your band, um, and, and is The Devil Made Me Do It, okay? So your, your band was, hold on, lead singer is Stephen Piercy, right. all right? Guitar number one is Vito Brava. Guitar number two is Steve Stevens. Bass player is Lemmy. Drummer is Tico Torres. And your celebrity is Howard Stern. That's right. Okay. All right. Let's go over to you, Nez. All right. What is your band name? I'm sticking with uh, GCGV's Grand Slammin' Gang Bangers. <laughs> I love it. it it's it. about a party. It's it's rockers, cock rockers, groupies. <laughs> just it's okay. They so do. hold on. Wait. Let's mention your band. You got Bobby Durango from Rock City Angel, a pretty much no namer. That, that was a bold pick, Cotton. <laughs> but looking at your album cover, he's got the look. I haven't listened to the album. I don't know how he sounds. But the reason why you picked him is because his supporting cast. And this event is going to shoot him into stardom and his Absolutely. band. Okay. And that guitar player, number one is, I'm sorry, number one is Vernon Reed, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Your guitar player two is Joe Perry. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Your bass player is Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons is probably just going to sign him after this concert. So your drummer is Tommy Lee and your wild card celebrity, Johnny Depp. The red Ooh. card, red flag is thrown for me. But, uh, <laughs> a little jealous too. I'm a little jealous. Just, just gonna put that out there. I'm guessing so, there's some serious. There's some serious funk going on in that stage, brother. <laughs> I mean, there's some, there's some people look like in that band look like they haven't showered for a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well done, Kyle. I want you thinking about your name as I go along on my my team here. Okay. All right. So my band, I had two choices here. I was going to go with the Epitaph Tramps. Or the soul soul sorcerers. Now that I got Ronnie James Dio, I'm kind of feeling soul sorcerers. Hmm. Um, did any you guys kind of dig it? Or which one do you think? With Ronnie, you're a yeah. sorcerer. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that that that's so. That's what I was thinking too. So soul sorcerers is the name I'm going to go with. Ronnie James Dio, lead singer, guitar number one slash guitar player number two, Lita Ford, singer as well. Bass player, Billy Sheehan. Drummer, the hottest drummer on the planet, Blas Elias. And wild card, Cindy Crawford is going to be joining us. All right. Kyle. Just for reference, just for reference Kyle or Kevin, I'm, I'm guessing Cindy Crawford is at least two feet taller than Ronnie James Dio. <laughs> well, I, that's he's not gonna without heels. He's going to have to put on some Kiss platforms then, maybe. <laughs> Okay, Kyle, your lead singer was Steven Tyler. Your lead guitarist was Eddie Van Halen. Your second guitarist was Joe Satriani. Your bass player is Rick Savage. And Peter Chris, in full makeup, is your drummer. And your wild card is Arsenio Hall. Now, is he doing a little like a, um, you know, because he's a comedian. Is he going to tell some jokes as well? He's going to do the stand-up. He's going to do some interviews. He's going to get the dog pound running. It's, it's all going to be beautiful things going on okay. there. So 
Now, so as I just just let you guys know real quick too, I'm gonna have you guys text me your full uh, band names again and your full bands because I'm gonna be putting this Kyle before we go to you real quick in your band name sure. and let the listeners and people know that we're gonna be listing this on the hair metal uh, Facebook group and we're gonna see who gets the most votes and who wins. But after Kyle gets his pick here, we're gonna take a vote amongst each other before we go into the little extracurricular stuff that we're gonna be doing here. So Kyle, what is the so name of your band? I was weighing two names because Kevin, as you know, I gave you a possible band name the other night, the Aquanets. Hair <laughs> <laughs> metal. But actually, I because I feel like this is something that there would be a hair metal band out there. That by the way, real it. quick, you would so get sued by the Aquanet makers. Just <laughs> yeah, to let you yeah know. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I feel like there is a hair metal band who would do this. But Alucard is my band's name. And spell it. Spell it. Well, it's Draculus backwards. Ah, uh. because <laughs> I feel like there would be a hair metal band that would do that. <laughs> Dracula, Alucard. Okay, all right, Alucard. I like that. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, guys, where are you playing? Okay. Are you going to start off with a small venue and then go big? Do you have a real venue? Is this going to be a tour or is it going to be a one-shot thing? Um, this is kind of going in why you are, are a super group, but like if you're going to support a charity or do something like that, but first of all, tell me where you're playing first. And let's go ahead in the order of the, the draft here. Nez, let's start with you. Where all are you right. playing? On Tuesday, October 31st, 1989, this power group will be playing the Hollywood Bowl. Nice. Nice. Yes. Okay. Can I, can I give the reason why they're together? Uh, let's go ahead and combine why, while we're playing and where you're playing together. Okay. Yes. Okay. Go ahead and go into that. They're going to do a 63 minute set to benefit the 63 victims families who were lost when on October 17th, 1989, during the world series, the Loma Prieta earthquake Caused oh, wow. $6 billion in damage. And again, 63 lives were lost. I remember I remember that day very well. Well done, sir. Yeah. Well done. I, I like that. Benefit that. It's a one-off. You know, if they can record later, if they get along, if they make it through the gig. But uh, they got two weeks to get this show together. That's kind nice. of Nice. I love that. I love that. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> Not not a, not a hard task for Bobby Durango. Not a hard task. No. <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing else going on. <laughs> all right, Mike, you're <clears throat> on deck here. First of all, where are you playing, and why are you a supergroup? Um, we're doing a tour. We're do, we're doing an album tour. We're doing the whole thing. Um, this is this is a this a is Ozzy, Malcolm Young, Warren D. Martini, Nikki Six, Charlie Bonatti, and Tim Burton. Yeah, we're we're doing a tour. We're doing a whole tour. Uh, we're playing Castle Doddington. Um, <laughs> that's that's where we're playing. That's our first our first gig uh, with Tim Burton doing the whole backdrop with the castle. Um, Please tell Ozzy. me the Batmobile is the Batmobile going to be there? Please tell me. No, we're not doing the movie crossover. This is completely okay. separate. <laughs> that bat, and that Batman marketing was way over top. So we're we're going to step away from that. So. So I figured that's a good good place for Ozzy. Um, you know, we're getting together just because um, 
I, you know, I was trying to think of a charity and I was always thinking about, you know, something about dogs, but, you know, but like, um, but then I thought shell shock and I thought, you know, let's make it about veterans. Um, nice. People nice. With, with that shell shock. So <clears throat> I was thinking maybe people who survived um, something in Ireland because the troubles in Ireland had been ending, uh, but it's just going to go into a basic veterans fund for veterans health. Um, I like that. So shell shock. Well done. By the way, Kyle, I'm going to ask you this question too. So start thinking about it. I'm going to go into mine because I, I got the third pick here. And Kyle, you're going to like this. And it was, I didn't think of you when I was doing this, but I started going through it. Like, Wait a minute. Kyle might like this. So we're going to do this. We're going to kind of do what Motley Crue did. Uh, we're going to go to the Whiskey A Go-Go and we're going to film. That's going to be our first concert. And it's going to be our video too. It's going to be a live video and it's going to be released on MTV to promote the band and the cause. But then we're going to go on a limited city tour, but we're going to start and play a few nights at the Sullivan Arena. Kyle, does this sound familiar? That sounds a little familiar. Sullivan Arena, often referred to as the Sully, named after George M. Sullivan. This is a 6,290-seat arena in Anchorage, Alaska. Oh. The reason why I'm doing this is because this is a benefit video, tour, play. This is all going to charity to help the cleanup spill earlier in the year on March 24th, oh, the Exxon Valdez oh, oil spill <laughs> in Alaska's Prince William Sound. The Exxon Valdez spilled 240,000 barrels of oil oh, after running aground. Yes. <laughs> Exxon and the U.S. Coast Guard began a massive cleanup effort that eventually involved more than 11,000 Alaskan residents and thousands of Exxon and, con and contractor personnel. And finally, in 1992, the Coast Guard declared the cleanup complete. But the band, the Soul Survivors, is going to promote um, and help all of the uh, cleanup needs, help put all of the... Uh, uh, and also... That concert in Anchorage is going to have all of the people that are helping to clean up. They're going to come there that night, and they're all going to be guests of that as well. There's going to be donation bins and everything. And then we're going to go on a limited summer tour to help up with the cleaning of Exxon Valve. All right. Okay. Soul Survivors. There you go. All right. Who do we have next here? We have uh, oh, Dick Damien. Yes. All right, Dick, you have a little like flyer there and all that kind of stuff. So I'm updating as we speak. Uh, uh, the Devil Made Me Do It is playing at the Stone Pony to benefit the survivors of Hurricane Hugo, which hit two weeks earlier in Florida. And they will be going from New Jersey all the way down the East Coast to uh, with their final show in Miami. Nice. Later, nice. Uh, later in October. Very good. Very well done. I love that. that that's good. <laughs> can you make that a t-shirt for me, by the way? I really would love that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I can actually, I'm going to say this, this, uh, my device can make it into a PDF and I'll text. Oh, it. please do. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's great. You, you, you won me over with bang tango already. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle, putting you on the spot here. Um, what are you going to do with, uh, okay. So real quick, I had Ronnie James Dio slash Lita Ford, Billy Sheehan, Bloss Elias and Cindy Crawford up there in Anchorage, Alaska. Now, for those of you that don't know, Kyle is from Alaska. Kyle, what city did you grow up in? Fairbanks, which is the second biggest city in Alaska, about 
uh, eight hour drive through the mountains to Anchorage. And I'm sure, and your father was in law enforcement and yeah. was very familiar with what was happening up there. Uh, do you have any personal mm-hmm. recollections of what was happening with Exxon Valdez up there? Uh, that, was, that was, that was the story of the year. Um, Exxon was not a popular name in Alaska for many years after that. And I, I can't think of the captain's name to save my life, but yeah, he, he there were, let me put it this way. He had best not show his face anytime in Alaska <laughs> ever again. I mean, it, it, it was so much worse than what they showed on the news and what you saw on TV. It, it, it was a bad scene down there and it destroyed for Valdi for that area. It destroyed the fishing market for decades in uh, some of those areas. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Okay, so Kyle, your band, Steven Tyler, Eddie Van Halen, Joe Satriani, Rick Savage, Peter Chris, Arsenio Hall, and you're called Aculard. Uh, no, am I saying that right? Alucard. Alucard. Alucard, sorry. Alucard. Dracula backwards. I like that. Okay. <laughs> okay, so here, here's how this works. We have Arsenio Hall. It's 1989. The Arsenio Hall show is premiered on television. Is an instant hit. People are talking about it. Another big thing that's happening in the music industry at this point is who is the best guitarist out there right now? Is it Eddie? And two of the names at the top of that list are Eddie Van Halen and Joe Satriani. Damn you, Kyle. You're making sense. (laughs) (laughs) So Arsenio says, I got a little surprise on my show. And he, he, he brings on Joe Satriani and Eddie Van Halen to have a little guitar playoff. But there's a little bit more surprises as the rest of the band comes out and announces their stadium tour across the country opening at the Rose Bowl. Nice. And the the chair, it's going to go to um, Feed the Hungry in charity. Hunger, both in our in our country and worldwide, the donations will... Hunger relief was a huge deal in the 80s, and uh, that was definitely brought to the forefront. Good choice. Good choice. So, We'll be hyping this tour as see this these legends together, but every every show, I think sometime during the show, there will be a guitar duel between Joe Satriani and Eddie Van. Oh, I like that. I like that. No, hey, hey, question. When we go to this concert, do we get a discount our ticket so we bring in like a can of food? Yeah. Yeah, you'll get you'll we'll sit discount on your ticket, bring in a can of food, get twenty percent off your ticket. Okay, I gotta I gotta ask the uh the guests here, Mike, Dick, Nez, how do you think Kyle did? With the leftovers, he did great. I mean, what was left of what was left over, sure. Yeah. Leftovers, oh my god. I gotta say that I like I would I'm gonna say that Nez Simmer and I probably didn't go full like attack mode of superstars because as rock as Nez had said, too many, you know, chefs in the kitchen. There's a lot of chefs in Kyle's band, but that is a super band. It is. It is. It is. It's, okay. It's a solid group. Yeah. All right. It before really we is. discuss, before we discuss amongst each other, like I said, this is, of course, the super uh, super draft here of our super group. I got to ask you what your writer and backstage demands are, if you have them. For those of you that don't know, the writer is that list that uh, celebrities and rock stars and entertainers give to the venue that must be there when they arrive, you know, whether it's, you know, certain type of water or alcohol or what have you. Most famously brought to our attention because uh, Van Halen wanted all the brown M&Ms taken out of their bowl. That's an interesting story itself. 
Uh, so I'm going to go ahead. Let's go ahead and start with you, Nez, since you did pick first. Uh, do you, does your band mm-hmm. of Bobby Durango, Joe Perry, Vernon Reed, Gene Simmons, Tommy Lee, and Johnny Depp as your guest have a writer list? They do. They do. Um, <laughs> they're pretty specific. Uh, first and foremost, for the band members, they need five overstuffed flame retardant love seats. One white, one yellow, one pink, <laughs> one black, and one gold. That's flame one. retardant love seats. Okay. <laughs> they showed us what the what hell's going on backstage. <laughs> Number two, they want five 1250 watt Conair Turbo Flow hair dryers. <laughs> okay. They want that. They want five cases of Orangina to remain sealed. Sealed? Sealed cases. They don't want them open. They don't want any tampering. (laughs) And finally, the fourth item on their list, they want two trays of lemon squares, which were on the Los Angeles Times top 12 recipes of 1980. I looked that up on Google and saw that, and I (laughs) almost did that. Yes. (laughs) Lemon squares. And they're from specifically Sweet Lady Jane Bakery that was established in 1988 on Melrose. But after 35 years, they've shuttered their doors. But that's where my guys want their <laughs> lemon squares from. That's the oh, right. Dude, I, I'm crying, man. That's fantastic. I'm going to those those love chair are going to haunt me. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> All right, Mike, you picked second. Your band, Ozzy, Malcolm Young, Warren Demartini, Nikki Six, Charlie Bonatti, and guest Tim Burton. What is on your writer list? So to keep it in that 1989 vibe, um, five cases of assorted New York seltzer water. Okay. <laughs> Are those the ones you can peel the little? Yeah. Little ones. Remember those little ones? They were yeah. like there was a like root beer one, right? And yeah, and you had to peel the little label because it was funny. Yeah. 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 Um, five cases of Jolt Cola. Yes. Uh, jolt Cola. <laughs> and then I'm going, and then I'm just going straight ridiculous. I went um, pre opened, pre spread apart Oreo cookies, green olives, half with pimentos, half with not, small bread, large meat. That was on the tray in Spinal Tap. That was on the, <laughs> that was backstage at Spinal Tap. That was their spread that. That um, that they were complaining about. So that's what that the spread's going to be. It's going to be a Spinal Tap spread backstage <laughs> with Joe nice. Cola and New York Seltzer one. Well said. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go last. So uh, Dick, I'm gonna go to you. I'm gonna what have on- instead of my my writers not what they want. It's what they don't want. <laughs> I love that. So Milton Berle is not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Idol is not allowed. Mike Tramp and anyone from Greenpeace are not allowed. (laughs) John Bon Jovi and the marching band from the Sayreville High School Blue Bombers are not allowed. Okay, so uh, this is Steve. This is uh, um, this is Steve Piercy, Vito Brava. Okay. Steve Stevens. Just because you threw the white trap, the white trap in there. Right? <laughs> you know they got Steve Stevens, <laughs> Lemmy, and uh, Tico, Tico Torres. Torres. Uh, yes. And Lemmy's Lemmy wants nothing but alcohol. 
Okay. <laughs> well said. Well said. Kyle, I'm going to be coming to you after I do mine. Okay. So uh, be prepared. All right. Here's my writer list. <clears throat> and I'm not going to tell you who's asking what. You have to figure it out. A big bowl of gummy bears, but they're clear gummy bears only. Uh, lots of cigarettes, a box of cigars, light beer, new Coke in two liter form only. Okay. And, and this is where <laughs> you're going to find this funny, uh, Inez, because I have this written down. <laughs> I thought, thought this, you said this. <clears throat> a TV and VCR with the 1988 and 89 season taped of 21 Jump Street because Booker is on that season and he's getting ready to film his offshoot one season of Booker and someone in the band is a huge fan of Booker. We're just going to leave it at that. All right, Kyle, what is your rock star? And by the way, just so you know, my, my band was Ronnie James Dio slash Lita Ford, Billy Sheehan, Bloss Elias, and Cindy Crawford as part of my entourage. Kyle, your band. What do they want backstage? Steven Tyler, Eddie Van Halen, Joe Satriani, Rick Savage, and Peter Chris and Arsenio Hall. Okay, well, first of all, we will need two tour buses for Joe Satriani and Eddie Van Halen's guitars. They must each have their own tour buses, just the guitars only. No band member is allowed on the bus, just the buses, just the guitars. <laughs> And I know this for a fact because Steven Tyler used to live in Sarasota and I had where I work, we had a client who did limousine services. We will have a on-call 24-7 limousine ready at Steven Tyler's for Steven Tyler's needs at any time because Steven Tyler loves to ride around randomly in limousines. All right. Good to know. Get to know the city then, I guess. Right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. I like that. I like that. Anything else? Um, also, also to, um, David Lee Roth must be banned from the country during our tour. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> Do we know why? Or just, uh, that's just oh, on the list. Uh, just, um, Eddie and Satriani just said, no, 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 just, he has to be, it can't be anywhere. <laughs> all right, guys, as we wrap this up, as I mentioned, we're going to take all of these bands, band names, we're going to put, uh, you know, your celebrity picks, and we're going to put them onto the hair metal Facebook uh, podcast group. We're going to let people vote on it. I'm going to share them in some other uh, hair metal sites as well, get some more votes that way. But I want us to vote. We have five guys here. I need you to vote for someone else's band who you think is the best band, not yours. Okay? So, and Kyle, you get to vote on this. Okay. I'm going to need your vote on this. So, Nez, we're going to start with you because you picked first. And, of course, the other bands is Mike's. He has Ozzy, Malcolm Young, Warren Martini, Nikki Six, Charlie Benanti, Tim Burton. Mike, which was your band's name? It was Shellshocked, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, Shellshocked. Uh, mine is the Soul Survivors. Uh, is that what is it? Soul Soul Sorcerers. Soul Sorcerers. Excuse me. There you go. He Thank can't you. remember his own band's name. Uh, he's already out <laughs> there a little bit. Superstar. I've got <laughs> Ronnie James Dio slash Lita Ford, Billy Sheehan, Bloss Elias, and Cindy Crawford. Okay. And then uh, we have Dick, Stephen Piercy, Rito Brava, Steve Stevens, Lemmy Tico Torres, Howard Stern, and the Devil Made Me Do It. Is that right? Devil yep. Made Me Do It? Yep. Okay. 
Uh, and uh, Kyle, since you get to vote, your band is in the mix as well. Steven Tyler, Eddie, Joe Satriani, Rick Savage, Peter Chris with uh, Arsenio Hall. Who gets your vote, Nez, as the best other band than yours? I'm not kissing up to them, but Simmer, every band member, I am truly a genuine fan of. And every one of your band members I have seen in one form or another live in concert. I have albums by every one of them. It would be your band. All right. Thank you. Well done. All right. Mike, you got to vote. Okay. You're next. Anyway, so who of those bands is your favorite? I really like Nez's band, uh, but I got to go with Dick's band. And the only reason the only reason I say Dick because because Vito Brada was was so high on my list. I was really it was either Warren Demartini or Vito Brada. That was that was who I was I was going to, and I just went Warren, just pulled it out of the hat. Um, but I'm I'm saying Vito just because I want to see Vito. Uh, Steve Stevens making all kind of crazy noises with his guitar while Vito's. Um, just going crazy and you can't go wrong with Lemmy. You can't go. Can't, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't and you have Howard with. Stern, you have Howard Stern doing his thing. So yeah. And Howard Stern. Okay. All right. So you get a vote too, Dick, Dick and Mike get votes. All right. My turn. Oof. Tough one here. Uh, all right. Because the bass player and the guitar player were on my short list. Dick, you get my vote. Because it's Steve Stevens. <laughs> Steven Piercy, Vito Brava. And I would love to see Vito and Steve just go at it and, and compliment each other. I don't know what it is about that combo. There's The musicianship is just blowing my my brain right now. Right. Well, because of you, Kevin, it was going to be Vito and Lita. Like <laughs> saying the names Vito and Lita. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then you got Lemmy over there. I mean, come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, well done. And then the, the chick's going crazy for Stephen Piercy. I love that. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, who's next? Uh, Dick, oh, Dick, next. You get, Dick, you get to vote. All right. I'm going to go with Kyle's band. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> got a lot. I mean, look, it's got the star power. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got uh, Stephen Tyler, Eddie, Joe, Rick Savage, Peter Chris, and Arsenio Hall. Well done. I like I that. say Kyle's, right. Kyle's got the star power. Sim's got the musical writing. Rob's got Bobby Durango. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby D. Bobby D. All right, Kyle. Bobby you does get... like he does have a Bobby D, not the one you're thinking of. <laughs> All right, Kyle. We have Dick in the lead here with two votes, followed by Mike Simmer with one, with Ozzy leading his, with Malcolm Young, Warren D. Martini, Nikki Six, Charlie Benati, uh, Tim Burton. And then you yourself have a vote as well with your band. Who are you choosing? So this is a tough decision because Kevin, you took two of my favorite guitars and you add in the Cindy Crawford factor, but I think I got to go with Dick. You throw in Lemmy, you put Howard Stern in that mix. I mean, there was no bigger hype man in 1989 than Howard Stern at that. Right. All right. The winner chosen by us is Dick Damien is the winner of the draft fantasy. Okay. Super group draft, Kyle. Plus, Dick even had a band logo. Band logo, and he logo, has what time yeah. and date, venue, and he's got Bang Tango in. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give it up for Dick. Come on, guys. Let's give it up to him. There you go. There you go. All right. 
awesome. All right, guys. All right, real quick, before we wrap this up, guys, I just want to say, first of all, thank you so much for coming on. This was so much fun. Uh, one of the most fun podcasts I've ever done. And Mike, I want to give you credit, first of all, for joining uh, the Fandom Podcast Network official and becoming my uh, co-host of the uh, the Hair Metal Podcast because I've been I've been been kind of treading in water with this a little bit because it's more fun to do it with people. And I just want to say to you, thank you very much, first of all, for uh, joining uh, this venture. And most importantly, thanks for bringing your buddies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and well, I mean, if I wouldn't have brought them, they would, who, who would who would have won? So, I mean, Dick, Dick was a runaway winner, you know? And, and how would we have ever, I mean, I guarantee you that every single one of us is going to go off of this podcast and go listen to Rock City Angels. I guarantee you that's going to happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm I know I am. Wait, 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 wait. Are you getting kickbacks from Rock City Angels iTunes downloads? <laughs> Spotify. It's going to move the needle. Yeah. All right, Ned. Nez, as we wrap this up, you got the first pick. Uh, give me your final thoughts on this draft here. And, uh, you know, uh, what was uh, some of the conversations at dinner looking like? Dude, it was awesome. My brother, older brother I had mentioned, he was throwing in, like, farty members from, like, Blue Oyster Cult and stuff <laughs> like that or, or Rainbow. And it wasn't cool Rainbow members. It was, like, some drummer. And I was just like, dude, no. Um, it was a lot of fun. And Everybody has given me crap about my boy Bobby Durango. Everybody. <laughs> and I he was the vocalist that I just wanted, and I knew no one was gonna take him. So sometimes it takes uh, a little help from other people to get uh to get noticed. Yeah. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I would see that show, but I would be going, Who the hell is Bobby Durango? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sounds like a it kind of sounds like a porn star, but I'm intrigued. <laughs> I know what I'll be listening to the Spotify Bobby Durango channel tomorrow. <laughs> Dick, Dick, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, give me your final thoughts and what was uh, what was going through your mind this week before the draft? You know, I thought a lot about it, and you know, my like my wife is not a hair metal fan. Um, my brother and my one of my best friends are certainly, but I, I did not ask because I didn't want to be tainted from my my thoughts. And I was very happy that uh, like I got some people stolen. Like I was like that was great. That was a great part of the draft that that really because, you know, it, the like my I said, my flow chart went down and you know landed on Steve Stevens and then Billy Sheehan got taken. And, you know, um, that it was fun. It was great. That's Let's awesome. move on to nineteen ninety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kyle. First of all, can we give Kyle a hand here for uh, doing this for us? Uh, thank you so much, Mr. Commissioner. Thank you. Thank you. But you are the stars of the show. <laughs> thank you so much for coming. And I appreciate you getting in on the draft and uh, drafting your own group here. It was pretty damn good. The, the cast offs, <laughs> and I'm going to list this real quick here the cast offs Steven Tyler, Eddie Van Halen, Joe Satriani, Rick Savage, Peter Chris, and Arsenio Hall. Kyle, thank you so much, man. <laughs> Uh, it was fun. It was great to be here and commission you guys through this draft. And uh, as we're going to do a little sign-offs here, Kyle, uh, tell us where pe people can find you. What's going on? How do I know you? Um, of course, you can find me all over the place here on the Fandom Podcast Network, um, Culture Clash Live. We just put out our kind of year close of 2023 and what some of the things we're looking forward to in 2024. We're going to be getting our journey through time. We're, time travel is going to be a big part of some of the shows on the Phantom Podcast Network this year. We're going to have some fun with that. Um, we got some other fun things planned here. And it's going to be an interesting year in 2024 because we got all these things that 
were delayed from the strike and now they're going to be coming out and it's going to be a, a little bit interesting to talk about the TV, the movies and everything that's going on in pop culture over the year of 2024. And your band name again was uh, Alucard. And of Alucard. course you can, you can, you can also find me on social media uh, on Twitter at a Kyle W. And of course, follow me on the fandom podcast network, or you can find me on Instagram and threads at a Kyle fandom and, and look, look for the uh, drop of the Alucard album sometime in the next about 30 years i you know it's, it's hard to get those egos together <laughs> i'll definitely i'll definitely get the cassette single in the long box so we'll be good I mean, the, a, the, a, the special box. edition a track will be just for you kevin <laughs> all. Yeah. all right uh dick uh your your band name um is uh, the devil made me do it steven piercy vito brava steve stevens lemmy tico torres and howard stern joining your group uh can anyone find you or are you uh you in the ether what's going on no, I don't have any social media. I, I have Good a Facebook page. I never, I don't even go to it, but. But you, you still have a MySpace page. Maybe do it, Joe. <laughs> make a double made, made me do it Facebook page. I'll do that. <laughs> All right, Nez, your mm-hmm. band. Name it again. Grand Slamming Gangbangers. <laughs> Starring Bobby Durango, Joe Perry, Vernon Reed, Gene Simmons, Tommy Lee, and Johnny Depp as your guest. Uh, are you also in the ether? You're not doing much social media or people can find you up. Not at all. So all right. that's all right. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Uh, Mike. All right. Shell shocked lead singer, Ozzy guitarist, Malcolm young, Warren D martini, Nikki six on bass, Charlie Bonatti on drums, Tim Burton running the show here, dude. Thank you so much for, uh, joining my crew here on the hair metal podcast. Uh, any final words and where can we find you? Tons of fun, and I, like I said, uh, from original, you know, I got to give Nez some credit on this too because he's always we're always Go Nez. we're always picking our brains for new, uh, doing deep dives and the things that we discovered and found about hair metal never ceases to amaze us. Right, absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, guys, again, I want to thank you very, very much for coming on this special episode of the Hair Metal Podcast, episode number twenty-two. The 1989 Hair Metal Supergroup Draft. This was so much fun. And uh, my name is Kevin, first of all. I am on, of course, uh, X and Twitter, which is Twitter, of course. Instagram and threads at Spartan underscore Phoenix. Uh, You can also find me on the Fandom Podcast Network. And please check out the uh, Hair Metal Podcast Fandom Group on Facebook. And hit us up there. And also Hair Metal Cast is on Twitter, uh, X Hair Metal Cast. And also you can email us at hairmetalpodcast at gmail.com. My super band, Ronnie James Dio slash Alita Ford, Billy Sheehan, Bloss Elias, and Cindy Crawford, uh, known as the uh, the soul of... Sorcerers. Soul Sorcerers. Wait, Kevin, I'm invoking commission rule. Cindy Crawford must visit the commissioner's office before she can officially join your band. <laughs> She's been warned about you, by the way. Just want to let you know. So, yeah, that's fine. I got a Pepsi for her. (laughs) Again, Kyle, thank you so much for being the commission. Appreciate you. Nez, thank you so much. Uh, Dick, thank you. And Mike, extra thank you for helping me bring this together and helping with the idea. Appreciate you guys. Until next time, guys. (laughs) All right. Till next time, guys, we're going to have a lot of fun here and make sure you check out our uh, other episodes as well. But uh, on behalf of Mike and my host, co-host, join us next time here on the Fandom Podcast Network for another episode of the Hair Metal Podcast, where we will tease our hair with Aquanet, slip on those tight ripped jeans, leather pants, lip service attire, 
and rock out in that leather motorcycle jacket. Remember, every rose has its thorn, and on a steel horse we will ride. Hair metal lives. Rock on, everybody. Mm.